When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Red and Blue Smoke. I am your host, Zach Barry. Joining me, as always, Mr. Greg Jones of LB's Meat Market in Oxford. Greg, good morning. I know you are awfully busy as you are preparing for the onslaught of people in Oxford, Mississippi this weekend. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how many LSU fans will actually be here. I mean, do you can you take a guess on that? Is it like over 25,000, you think? Ooh, um... I would have to consult someone that knows more about like ticket allotment than I do, but you obviously run the risk of some. I mean, there's a lot of LSU fans that just come to straight go to the library and, you know, and be <laughs> on the square, well, you, <laughs> which I don't blame them. Yeah. I mean, there's probably going to be, I don't know, what would you say? 10,000 at least, 15 yeah. in the stadium. And then you, you might have some knee jerk reaction Ole Miss fans that are like, screw this. I'm selling my tickets. Yeah. Um, so that, that wouldn't be shocking. That wouldn't be shocking. It um, it, it's going to be a busy weekend because I think LSU. Uh, there's a lot of hype around LSU right now. They they win a a fun game last week against Arkansas. They look much better than they did against Florida State in the opener. And then it's Ole Miss. They're they're, they're still three and one. Uh, it's time for a bounce back. You know, can you get up off the the mat after Alabama? Or are you going to let Nick Saban and company beat you twice? So a lot of intrigue this week. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of que- uh, questions on those character issues uh, that they've been building on in the last couple of uh, months. You know, I know Darts mentioned the we had lost that game last year against Tulane. You know, but we won it this year. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if anything reverts back to last year because. Uh, after that Alabama game, it went on a real bad run. So, uh, definitely going to uh, get some character tests this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Before we get into that one, let's uh, let's talk some grub here. We already did a uh, a pretty hefty Louisiana food episode with Tulane on the schedule, but let's get into let's get. I'm always down to talk more food, Greg. I know you are too, but um, I feel like we didn't touch on it on the uh, earlier episode this year. But oysters. Where do we stand on oysters? I I I assume that you like, uh, <laughs> what is the is that is that ODB? Oh baby, I like it raw. Is that is that ODB? <laughs> um, yeah. 
that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I like that. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. I was like, wait, where is he going with this? Uh, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I, I love you're, what, you're, I mean, like, I literally, I'm sure you're a traditionalist, uh, but you like some little pizzazz too, right? Oh man, charbroiled oysters all day long for me. I mean, you know, yeah. I, um, I, it, you know, if, if uh, some garlic and some butter and some uh, good Parmesan cheese and uh, good nice roast uh, roast on the fire, man, you can't beat that. I I wish that I could eat like three dozen, but uh, I I think I we uh when we were in Maryland uh for the Preakness uh this year I had they have a. Uh, I think it's Ooh. like dollar dollar oyster night and uh, on Monday oh. or something like that. So we stuck around. We stood around. I mean, I, yeah, I, I was there for the pregnancy on Saturday and Sunday, and then the sale was on Monday, Tuesday. And so uh, they always go to this place uh, for dollar oysters. And I'm pretty sure I, I started out with two dozen, and then they turned into uh, oyster shots. Ooh. So they get. Okay. Uh, have you ever had an oyster shot? I have not, but this is, intrigues me. Well, it's just basically a Bloody Mary with an oyster in it, um, you know, preferably more heavier on the vodka than uh, than Bloody Mary mix. And okay. uh, you just okay. just uh, and they got little, sh- you know, like kind of tall, skinny shot glasses. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. Um, so you, they just uh, I mean, it's really easy for them just to take it out of the shell and then put it in the bottom of the oyster. Uh, but Tito's Bloody Mary mix and uh, lemon and lime some old bay and uh some Worcestershire and they put that and, shit on everything uh, oh yeah i mean maryland uh maryland is famous for crab cakes and football right um yeah, but correct no uh but yeah no all day long get you some like four get six glasses get six oysters put them in the oyster and then do um tito's or whatever vodka you prefer and then bloody mary mix Worcestershire, lemon and lime and uh, old bay and some hot sauce and man, you're good to go. That's some, that's a really good shot. I, if I have my pick, I'm going to go raw and then, you know, a little hot sauce. Uh, I'm not big on the horseradish. Um, do you set your plate up? Do you set them up? Like go ahead and like do all of them with the ketchup and the, I mean the, uh, the cocktail and horseradish and then open all no, your crackers. And see, I'll just, that's how I roll. Okay, so so I'll just take them out of the. I take all my crackers out, and I've got like a dozen crackers. I put like (laughs) cocktail all over each one, and uh, literally it takes me like take I don't know about two or three minutes to get that set up, and uh, two minutes to be to eat for sure. So I do have a buddy. Now this is a different a uh, a different um, shellfish item here, but we're in the seafood family. A, A dear friend of mine. Uh, we'll, we'll give it, we'll give him his flowers. My, my buddy, Cody Melly, he's, he's a state grad, but, uh, when we go to the beach, we, we typically go with our, our, you know, all of our, you know, we're all older now, um, kids and everybody goes and we go out to eat. My wife loves crab legs and Cody loves crab legs. They have completely different styles of eating crab legs. So my wife will do it traditionally like a, you know, like some would say a normal person, my buddy, Cody, We'll crack all of them, pull all the meat out, and put it on a plate. This is probably taking five to seven minutes. And then he will get the butter and we'll dump it all over the oh, crab man. meat. And then we'll just eat it with a fork. I've never yeah. seen anybody do that. But to each their own, like what you like. Um, yeah, I typically just grab it out of the tray. Hot sauce, boom, shuck it. Um I might throw a cracker in there, but man, I don't know if it's 
you got good raw oysters. You don't need much. I mean, I just like the heat of the hot sauce, but yeah, never been a horseradish guy. I, I grew up like my dad was a big Taco Bell and Arby's guy. And he would <laughs> like Arby's sauce is, is legit. So it, it's one of the best sauces in the game, but I never, I never messed with the horsey sauce. Just I tried it once and I was yeah, like, nope, no. can't do it. It was kind of funny back in the day, uh, Sal and Phil's, there was a, uh, they had a seafood buffet in, uh, in Ridgeland and my grandmother would go and the only thing she would eat is the shucked oysters. So they had like fried fish, shrimp, oyster, uh-huh. fried oysters, they had all this stuff. And then, you know, they would just bring out a tray of two dozen oysters and you would go and, you know, uh, pick up. Well, what my grandmother used to do is she would just go whenever she would wait for the guy to bring out the oysters and she would pick up the whole tray and take it back to, to her table. Um, that's, that's the only thing she ate. I'm like, Granny, you can't be doing that. Like, when you, and she's like, Well, what? It's the only thing I want to eat on the buffet, and it is a buffet. And I'm like, That's right, true. Never mind. You know, you got to watch those hard headed Italians. Those hard headed <laughs> Italians usually are right. So, nine times out of 10. But no, um, that, you know, I'm, I'm a big oyster guy, but that, uh, man, charbroiled with some butter and garlic and some good cheese, man, can't beat that. Another staple. Um, I guess we're primarily focusing, you know, uh, I mean, it's all across Louisiana, but Baton Rouge has some good spots for oysters. Um, I, uh, I do, I do appreciate what they do, uh, at Chimes restaurant and tap room. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um, but let's move on to crawfish. Um, I like Sammy's in Baton Rouge. Um, okay. So what was your earliest experience with crawfish? Because I remember in college when we'd have like spring parties, you know, where everybody does the crawfish and people were like, you know, I had like older people trying to, you know, when we, when I first went and they're like explaining to me how to do it. And I was like, I've done this before. I know what I'm doing, but yeah, what was, what was your, you know, earliest crawfish? Man, experience? I mean, I can just remember back in, you know, like you were saying in college, uh, just, uh, eating like four or five and they were super hot and the next thing you know you drank like three beers and you're like oh man i don't know if i can do this or not so uh no but i'm a seasoned vet when it comes to the crawfish now i've, I've got some tricks of the trade there's some you know you can put some uh extra I, i'm i like the veggies i'm i like I, what i used to do with the leftover crawfish i would turn it into a casserole so i would take yeah. the potatoes the corn off the cob go ahead and yeah. peel the uh the crawfish tails and just add, um, you know, they're, they're, I like putting white onion in, in crawfish. I mean, it, uh, uh, just the texture is real soft. So literally just turn it into a little casserole. You just chop up your potatoes and then you put your sausage on top of it and then put mm-hmm. your uh, corn on top of it and then do some uh, heavy whipping cream over that and some cheese and then put your leftover crawfish tails on top of the cheese and just bake it in the oven and you got to basically kind of kind of a crawfish pie or crawfish casserole but yeah that's that's my go-to um i'm a big fan of that and i'm a big fan of comeback sauce i like i like to have i like to have like a nice little setup of comeback sauce to where you know i have my nice pile i have like maybe two corns and two potatoes and maybe two pounds and i just make sure i have my little yum yum sauce to where i you know but I, i don't know are you a head sucker? Do you like, are you, can you do, do you suck the head so, on every single one of them? No. They have so to I'll, be cooked properly. They have to be cooked properly for so me that's, to remotely to suck the head. So that's the dice roll. I typically will give it a go on the first one. But, but again, like it's crawfish. So, you know, there's, you know, 
five thousand of them. Are they yeah, all they cooked in, properly? They live in mud. They live in mud. So, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I typically you're literally like, hey, do I want to suck up a bunch of mud from Louisiana? That sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I typically don't just because of that, and I do think like I'm getting enough juice from the meat itself, and you know, I and I'm with you. Like I like the accoutrement. Like I love grabbing a grabbing a potato and biting it like an apple and um especially if you got some sausage in there like some good sausage oh, yes, man, it, yeah yeah like I, I i eat everything like i know a lot of people would go to parties and they wouldn't mess well with i'm that. just they a bit uh, you got crawfish. to purge that's the thing with crawfish you have to purge your crawfish like literally like just do it for like if you don't i know it's like you're in a hurry to cook them but take an hour or take 45 minutes put them in a cooler take them out of the sack and just let water run through them throw a little salt in there you know to where they you know kind of um throw up and that sort of thing but just make sure your crawfish is clean that's the just the that's just what drives me crazy is like you're oh, yeah. literally eating a product that lives in the mud so uh, just make sure you clean your crawfish and you're good to go uh, i don't think you'll have any complaints on a crawfish bowl if you do that yeah because you can yeah, you can really screw up a batch by not cleaning. Yeah, you can just like, literally cleaning put is too the much big cayenne. <laughs> like, I think I put too yeah. much cayenne. Like, no, dude, you just read the like, just get the bit, get the mix. There's literally a bag that all you gotta do: open the bag, dump it in the hot water, and then put your crawfish. You know, it just and it will do like three or four batches for you. Yeah. I uh yeah and and I. I remember and my, and another it. thing I like about Louisiana that uh that uh, it's not you know kind of honorable mention is I had my soft first soft shell crab uh po boy and um and Homa and Homa Louisiana it was probably the best thing I ever had like it was oh. lettuce tomato mayonnaise okay. little hot sauce I mean it was I don't know for some strange reason I really like a soft shell crab po boy if it's done right. That's kind of like the pretty much anything with seafood. Well, I guess that that's true with any kind of food, but y- you know th- those things are very, very sensitive yeah, the batter to is the, key, the levels. Batter is the key. Batter is the key. Like you've got, I mean, like uh, not to talk bad about walk-ons, but their batter on their run uh, with their fried shrimp, nope. You know, just that's super mid for me. You know, <laughs> as the kids <laughs> would say. Um. <laughs> So one thing that I I, I want to get your take on, like the Cajun versus Creole, um, like they're not technically like specific ingredients. Like, and a lot of times it's not like an entire dish, but like just completely contrasting styles of cooking. Um, much like you know Italian versus whatever. You know, it's just different, like completely different yeah, styles. It's, it's, it's the same genre, but just two different angles. Yeah, so both are found, you know, obviously in Louisiana, Baton Rouge. Um, like two different tomatoes tra- are really the key. Tomatoes are the really the key uh, for for uh, Creole versus Cajun. Yeah, because we talked about that in the Tulane episode with uh, with like gumbo. Yeah, like whether you do tomatoes or not. I mean, um, tomatoes and okra. I mean, that, that those yeah. are you know those are key Creole you know uh, things like the bay leaves. You know, I don't. I yeah. Don't, you know, a lot of a lot of Cajun um, Cajun food doesn't have uh, you know bay leaves. That's more Creole. So and like yeah, it's the, just little things like that that uh, make a, make it you know very unique. 
It's almost like, like running the triple option or versus the running gun. <laughs> well, Cajun, I know they, they, they call it like the Holy Trinity with celery, onions, and, pe- and bell peppers. Um, and then like Creole's got some like Spanish, African, French, Caribbean um, kind of thrown in there. Like I, I've heard people say Creole is traditionally like city folk eat Creole and Cajun's more like country, like rural food. Um, yeah, and, and, and where you you uh, step on the land and water comes up, like that, <laughs> yeah. that, that sort of food. So, like, do you have any dishes on either side that you particularly like, like Cajun versus Creole? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm a I'm a big red beans guy. I, I love red beans. I mean, on uh, the beans. Yeah, I got to stay on those beans. Um, and then, you know, it depends on the crawfish etouffee, you know, but, um, you know, sometimes the gumbo is uh, is very unique. Sometimes they don't have the tomato and, you know, and, oyster, and uh, okra in it. So it's, you know, it's more of a root, root style. Uh, there, man, I, I'll, eat, I'll eat it all. Uh, I, I'll eat everything, but uh, what's, uh, what's the uh, place where you cross the bridge? Right there on the left, um, that thin catfish. Oh. I'm not a, not a fan of that thin catfish. Is it? Yeah. What is that? Place? Anyway, I know what you're talking about. Back, I, I can yeah. picture it, but I don't remember what it's called. There's literally like two of the same thing right next to each other, and you know, uh, I think they're family members. Kind of funny, but no, uh, anything but thin catfish. I'll, I'll eat in Louisiana. I'm a big, um. Like we already talked about like shrimp Creole. That's one of my favorites. My grandmother used to make it all the time and I, I thought it was the best thing ever. But um, I also big fan like Kate, if you do like a Cajun redfish, like good, oh, yeah. good redfish with like grits or like just on a plate of like dirty rice or something. I love that. And then I mean, a really good crawfish etouffee is hard to beat, right? Yeah, I got um I got a good customer, uh Leo Carmen. He uh he always sends me pictures of his uh red snapper that he's like uh snapper de la Oxford. And it's it has a really awesome crawfish, you know, cream sauce on it. I'm I'm a big sauce guy. I like and I, I man, I I like those like you were saying, like uh uh redfish, you know, uh on on um oh, where is it? what's what's it called whenever it's scale side up? Uh on Oh, anyway. um, what are they? Golly, I'm just I'm failing today. I got so much I, sausage on my head. What are they? The scale. Um. Anyway, I like I, I literally go ahead. Like, I'll find know, it. I, I I like live leaving it on the scales and then get you like a really good buttercream sauce or crawfish sauce or you know my favorite thing honestly that I just I, uh that I wish I had since I'm not uh, if I wasn't on this diet. Is fried catfish with etouffee on top. Ooh. With okay. crawfish etouffee on it. That's you that's can probably uh, put etouffee on anything. For yeah, sure. I think supposedly there's a restaurant in Memphis called they do that with fried catfish and etouffee on it. It's called the Arkansas Outlaw or something like that. Mm. I think it's a restaurant okay. in Memphis, but yeah, it's, uh I'm a big fried catfish and etouffee guy. Is the thing you were talking about, is it well, no, maybe not. I was gonna say, is it fish a la tala? But I don't think that's right. No, it's on the half shell. That's what it's called. Ah, okay. Red, okay, red okay. fish on the half shell. Okay, okay. 
Yeah. Golly. That's, uh, it took me an hour and a half to figure that out. That's brutal. But no, I'm a big fan of that. You know, any sort of, you know, golf fish with some sauce on it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, if you, like you mentioned like the butter, like that's the thing. Pasta too. Like the simplicity of the sauce is almost better where it's just like three or four ingredients. Like I do that a lot with like my kids love pasta, like any kind of spaghetti, any kind of noodles, they love it. Um, so if I get in a bind for dinner and I don't have any red sauce, um, and we don't have any like tomatoes to make red sauce, which is time consuming. So that's key with kids where they, they don't understand patience. So you, you gotta be, gotta be swift with the prep. Um, I mean, I can make a good garlic butter cream sauce in like five minutes. Cause I mean, you're basically, yeah, that's, that's it's almost easy, like making easy. a, yeah, like making like a quick like roux almost where it's just milk, flour, butter. If you've got fresh garlic, great. If not, garlic powder, whatever, and then just stir and like you're done. Yeah, I, uh, I went to Chucky last week and I sent a little care package to one of my friends, Jake, and uh, I sent him some chicken spinach feta sausage and he took a picture of it and he goes, what do I do with this? And I'm like, man. You actually can take it out of the casing and make a chicken spinach feta burger, you know, make it into a patty. Yeah. Uh, or what you can do is make a pasta with it, you know, take it out of the casing, saute it and make like a, you know, a, a spinach, you know, Alfredo, you know, add some fresh spinach and maybe a couple chicken breasts, you know, just saute that chicken spinach feta and make a sauce with it. He was like, he's like, I think I'm going to do the pasta. And he said it turned out really good. Man, spinach is something that, can really elevate a sauce or an elevate a pasta. It's so simple, but like when you, you know, just toss it in and then just stir it and you got to do it when the pasta is hot. So it kind of yeah. wilts it and it just, uh, I don't know. Big thing. I, I, I'm, the, I'm a, that and the, my Brussels sprouts. I love my Brussels sprouts really soft. I, I just, yeah, I've been on this spinach and Brussels sprouts and cabbage uh, kick lately. I don't know if they're good for me or not, but uh, yeah, sure. Them. <laughs> I love a I love a good charred Brussels. Like that's kind of my go to. Like if I if we're doing like a like a friendsgiving or like if I'm in charge of cooking a dish or something, I, I I can I love doing some good, you know, baked like a charred Brussels dish. So what you can do is take one of those uh, Brussels sprout bags and put it in the microwave where they're soft, and then put mm -hmm. them on a pan, and then um, grate some Parmesan cheese and like some sailor jerry or that hoover sauce if you want you know to do whatever kind of flavor you want to go with but and then just bake it in uh broil them and then kind of brown that cheese and brown that yeah. brussels sprout and just literally I, serve it on the plate i typically will get like a casserole dish and i will layer the bottom with some balsamic vinaigrette and then i'll cut all the brussels in half Sometimes I'll quarter them depending on the size and then I'll do just, you know, salt, pepper, red pepper flakes. And then I'll, I go with feta and then a little more balsamic on there. And then I'll do some bacon and oh, then, yeah. uh, man, it's, I mean, it's just like the simplest, easiest thing. Better. Yes. Yeah, bacon makes everything better. A hundred percent. All right. Speaking of making things better, Ole Miss will try to do that this weekend against LSU. After the break, we will get into that game and give you our preview and our predictions. So hang tight. We'll be right back. 
Cooler temperatures are right around the corner, and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play a round of golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in Northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide Zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. Ole Miss football is happening. The Chris Beard era right around the corner. A retooled Ole Miss baseball not long removed from his 2022 national championship, the first ever for the program, is ready for a rebound in 2024. Have you gotten your tickets? There are plenty available for all sports. Single game tickets for football available now. As are season tickets for basketball. And baseball season tickets go on sale starting in October. And you can also get tickets right now for the throwback game in the Tad Pad. They're still available, including VIP packages. But they're going fast, and you don't want to miss out. Don't miss any of your Rebels in action this season. Visit www.oldmistix.com. That's www.oldmistix.com. Or you can give them a call at 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159 for the Ole Miss Athletic Foundation, a proud sponsor of the flagship and the Talk of Champions podcast network. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 953-8449 and get your free quote today. And we are back here on Red and Blue Smoke talking. We were just talking food and now we're going to get into Ole Miss and LSU. Before we get into that, I do want to remind you this show is brought to you by the good folks at USA Benefits Group and specifically our dear friend Drew Moak. If you are looking to cut your health insurance premiums by 20 to 30%, give him a call, 601-953-8449. He's an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi, and he's licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage. He's got access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any and all of your health insurance needs. 
anything from dental, vision, Medicare, regular health plans, life insurance, all of that and more, it is critical to not only have a health insurance agent who is accessible, but one that is local and he can help you out today. Give him a call and get a free quote today or visit usabg.com slash d-m-o-a-k. All right. Ole Miss LSU, 5 o'clock on Saturday. The time is 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 ideal for Ole Miss here. I, I think if this was an 11 o'clock kick or even a 3 o'clock kick, it would not be as uh, as ideal for Ole Miss here, but that night kickoff will let people get nice and lubed up in the Grove. People will get fired up. You uh, you get that opportunity there to not only get lubed up, Greg, but you're also giving yourself plenty of time to talk yourself into Ole Miss winning this game. Um, <laughs> and I don't say that as if it's a long shot. Ole Miss could absolutely win this game, but last week was pretty disheartening, pretty frustrating. Um, I thought Ole Miss had. I think plenty. the most thing that was so disheartening about last week was like I think ninety percent of the Ole Miss fans that watched the game was like we should have won that game, and yeah, you, yeah. Never, you never, you never say that leaving. I, I, I don't think the, I couldn't tell you last time uh, I thought about leaving Tuscaloosa and saying, you know what, I think we should have won that game. Hell, I, <laughs> I think I, I think a reasonable Alabama fan would tell you that. I mean, for three quarters, maybe three and a half. It was a ball game. And that first half especially, I went back and watched the replay. Ole Miss had plenty of chances to pour it on, and I thought Alabama's body language early was pretty bad. They didn't look like they were into it. They weren't really playing. They weren't They weren't playing well. They weren't clicking on all cylinders offensively, and Ole Miss just couldn't get it done. The offense was bad. It was sporadic. The The offensive line was was just played one of their worst games, and then you just couldn't capitalize. I mean, I thought the defense was outstanding. The defense was great. They gave the offense more than plenty of opportunities um, to win that game. But looking ahead to Saturday, 3-1 and one LSU, 3-1 and one Ole Miss. Look, everything's still out in front of Ole Miss here. Just win your games in the West and see what happens. See how things shake out. Um it's funny, I was talking with David Brent yesterday on our podcast, and the ESPN analytics matchup predictor favors Ole Miss right now, almost 57% to 44%. Um, so it's like 56.5 to 43.5 in favor of uh, the Rebels here. LSU only given two and a half here. I, I did hear a couple national shows where guys, uh, in particular, feel steel was just kind of like, hey, I'd probably stay away from this game because this one can kind of go either way, right? What do you think? Yeah, it really can. I mean, you know, the it's um, it's you know, obviously, um, you know, Ole Miss is going to like, you know get some character test uh, this weekend. Um, they need to come out in the first quarter and uh, establish the run, establish anything. Um, no more jet sweeps. I mean, they, they, uh, <laughs> that that's that's not going to work. I mean, you know, the defense on you know you're you're facing SEC defenses. You know, uh, their um, line, those linebackers can easily, you know, um, make that tackle, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. I, I just think that, you know, uh, I really wish we would just get to, get to basics and see what we got. I mean, like, obviously with Trigg leaving, I really wish it was, you know, you could have put Trigg and, you know, Pegues, you know, on the, on the right side and just, you know, try to do that Tebow package with Sanders because 
you know, Dark, there's no way Dark can survive this whole season. Uh, he took a couple pretty nasty hits. But with that being said, you know, he's a gamer and he's, you know, definitely going to bring his game to the table. But, you know, you have to see some improvement on the offensive line, you know, if they're going to do anything moving forward. And, you know, I think I uh, saw a tweet on um, on the Twitter or the X or whatever the hell it's called, but um, saying, you know, interviewing Judkins, and they were like, you know, have you looked at Alabama's, you know, defense – I mean, uh, LSU's defense? And he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, they're a little bit bigger up front. You know, in, you know, if they had trouble with, the, you know, Alabama's defense, you know, what's going to – what are they going to do this week? So, I hope they're, uh, they're, they're pumped up because this is a big game because – you know, everybody knows what happened last year when you know, they lost to Alabama. But yeah. you know, you can't you can't do that this year because you have LSU coming up, a very improved Arkansas team. You know, and you know, and we've struggled with Arkansas, and you know, and you've got Auburn at home, and we've really hadn't had a um, good good uh, record against Auburn away. So, um, you know, yes, you have an open week sandwiched in there, but you know, you got to uh, test yourself and you got to see you know what you got this week because. You know, LSU's coming to town, and they're not wanting to win of this game by a field goal or a touchdown. You know, they're um, so I, I just hope um, I hope Ole Miss is ready because uh, it just um, they had a big opportunity last week, and they just I felt like they just dropped it. You know, that missing the field goal and stuff like that. You know, whenever you got that interception in the end zone, you're like, hey, maybe this is our you know the year yeah. that we can win. You know, um, just. You know, whenever Lane Kiffin, after the start of the fourth quarter, they interviewed him, he goes, well, they're about to run the ball. Well, I mean, that's what they did, you know. And, um, you know, you, when you can't when you can't stop it and you know that it's coming, you know, uh, you just got to give your hat and take your hat off to the defense because they played – I mean, if you, hold your, if you hold Alabama to 14, you know, 17 points, you know, starting the third to fourth quarter, I mean, your offense should, you know, uh, win that game. But – uh, they didn't get it done. Some questionable play calls down the uh, in the fourth quarter. I don't know why we were milking the clock or trying to establish yeah. the run down by ten. You know, I, that all was I know unreal. is uh, yeah. All I know is uh, you know Charlie Weiss Jr. His uh, uh his his Swedish fans just got got delivered, so his house should be uh, complete. Uh, hopefully, in the next couple of days, so he can be comfortable at his new house, but. I, I I just I, I don't know, man. I, I question a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of character issues going on. You like you got Trig leaving. Um, I don't know what's going on with that, but you know you just you would hope that you know Trig would be a good player and say, hey, look, th- what can I do to, to to help the team? And instead, you know they they walk away. So it's just tough, man. It's a tough game right now with uh, nil and uh, and everything. So. Just uh, hopefully the Reds uh, show up this week because LSU is definitely going to come to to put one on them. The big thing for me, obviously, is the injuries. And it's not an excuse. Three of their top players that they got out of the portal for this offense were banged up. Zachary Franklin, Caden Priestcorn played for the first time last week. And Trey Harris, who was battling an injury coming out of the Tulane game. Kiffin said he did have a, you know, kind of a quick cleanup surgery um he was basically limited to red zone opportunities they only threw to him i think twice um you have to hope that those guys can be ready to go in this one because and look this is not belittling or you know 
all due respect to Jordan Watkins and Dayton Wade because they've been great. They are pretty much the only dudes on offense that have made plays so far. They got to have help because the schedule is only going to get tougher. And if you are going to beat press man coverage in the SEC West, you need bigger guys like Zachary Franklin and Trey Harris, and you need a tight end that can open up the middle of the field. They threw to him on that first drive. He had a big catch yeah, and run. That, I, where, where did that go? I just don't I, understand. No idea. Where, I mean, where did it go? I mean, like, and that's what I feel like they, that offense had been missing that, you know, kind of like that safety valve because, you know, Judkins has got to stay in and block. I mean, they're bringing a linebacker every single time whenever um, whenever uh, Dart is in the shotgun. So, um, I mean, like I said, that first drive, whenever – that, that little tight end dump, I was like, man, where has this been all, you know, years? So, yeah. I don't know, man. And you try not to question, you know, anybody, you know, because that's what they do is, you know, draw up plays and coach uh, coach, coach players up. But um, there's a couple head-scratching play calls for me. I just think they got to get more creative and just kind of roll the dice a little bit and not even rolling the dice, just like do some things to help out what you're struggling with. Like it's – it's not difficult. Like I'm not a genius, but if you need to slow down a pass rush, run a screen. If you need yeah. to help out your offensive line that are struggling, get get the ball out quick. Get some intermediate I mean, I would stuff bring going. In Sanders and try to do that Tebow package and try to lean on them and just literally say, "Hey, look, guys, we're going to go man on man, and we're just going to see where where this defense lies." You know, because surely our offensive line can at least find the person in front of them and push them back at least two or three yards to where we have, you know, Judkins just, I mean, he's got, he's got plenty of talent. He's got plenty of cut ability and everything. It's just, you know, you got to give him some kind of, you know, something to work with, but the zone blocking is that's, that drives me crazy. All right. So this one, two and a half, I hate to do yeah, this. I'll just but... say it. For, I'll say it for you. I love LSU. I just, I think that, but, you know, uh, well, it's only two and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, like when you go back and look at the national championship of the baseball team, you know, that team was in a hole and everybody was trying to figure out like what was going on. But there was a lot of characters on that team. You had Tim Elko, you had Bench and everything. And they literally were like, hey, look, let's come together and let's play better ball than we played. And look what happens. I just don't see anything on this football team that that screams that. I mean, you know, Jackson Dart plays really hard, but. I mean, who's the guy that's going to step up and be like, hey, guys, like, we're a better team than this. You know, like, we should have won Alabama. You know, we should have won last week. Uh, you know, let's go out and play. You know, I just – I don't see any rah-rah uh, in the team. I, I mean, I know that's kind of terrible to say, but there's it's really no rah-rah in the team. Yeah, this is uh, <clears throat> this is a potential for, um, you know, a circle the wagons type game for Ole Miss where it's at home – you're going to have a – I expect a big crowd. I expect a raucous environment. It's LSU. It's a rivalry game. Nobody – regardless of what happened last week, you move on and you got a night game at Vaught-Hemingway. I expect it to be a fun environment. Um, I actually think Ole Miss will cover the two-and-a-half. I don't know if they'll be able to win. Um, you know, maybe this will be something a la – you know, what was it, 2013, uh, where they have a late field goal to win. I, I think Ole Miss is going to be in this game. I, I really don't expect them to just 
lie down and get whipped here. I, I I haven't looked it up, but I feel like Ole Miss typically plays well at home under Lane Kiffin, and it's a night game. I expect it to be loud, and I expect them to challenge LSU because as good as the LSU offense can be at times, I expect Brian Kelly to try to do a similar thing that Alabama did where they're going to try to really grind out drives, play keep away, and try to wear down this Ole Miss defense, and then they're just going to play man and come after Jackson Dart. I think it's pretty simple. Um, so, yeah, I think Ole Miss could make things interesting and in cover, but, yeah, I, I, LSU's good. Um, the one thing I will say, Greg, that gives me pause is I think Malik Neighbors is really good. Outside of that, they don't have a ton of skill guys like they normally do that scare you, right? It's not a – well, they got Jarvis Landry, they got Odell Beckham, they got Justin Jefferson. It's not like a group like that this year. Um, and maybe it won't matter, but that's one thing that I keep going back to is they don't have those super studs like they normally do. Yeah, you're right on that. But they also, I mean, you also look at last week and Milrose is not the best quarterback, in, you know, in the SEC. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jordan Daniels is a lot better than him. So, um, you know, just – Defense is going to have their handful, and it's you know yeah. it's tough, uh, tough coming back um, after playing you know Alabama, and uh, but you know it's a big step up game, and this is a big character game, and you'll see see uh, what team. But you got to you know that first quarter, you literally need to you know because you know uh, if LSU wins, they're going to kick the ball to Kiffin, so uh, you got to take the ball and you know take care of business and get seven points you know on the first drive, and you know go from there. But you know you can't can't have a three and out, you know, on the first drive because, you know, you, you can easily be down seven to nothing because, you know, like I said, uh, Daniels is a lot better quarterback than Milrose. So that's where yeah. I'll just see where, where the trouble might come for Ole Miss. All right. Final break. When we come back, we'll do a whip around the SEC. Let Greg give his thoughts and his picks against the spread for the SEC. Fun slate here in week five. So hang tight. We'll be right back. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at bluffcityadvisory.com. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove. Beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. 
It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, Greg, let's get things going. Starts early. It's going to get fun really quick right after uh, game day, 11 a.m. ESPN. The now ranked Florida Gators travel to Lexington to take on Kentucky, who is 4-0, mind you. Kentucky giving one to Florida here. What's your take on this one? I like Kentucky. I mean, it's, it, it might be a homer play for me because I, ju- I just came back from Louisville and Lexington. It's beautiful up there, but um, I don't know, man. Whenever you uh, didn't, they have a long streak where they hadn't beaten Florida in a hot minute, and they beat them last yes. year. Or, yeah, I think it was in the twenties. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, maybe maybe Kentucky is sleepy good this year, and you know, obviously uh, Florida had that big win against Tennessee, but um, I don't know, man. For some strange reason, I like Kentucky at home. I'm gonna go on the other side here. And as much as I talked about how I don't think Florida's very good now, and I and and I still don't think they are, but at the line of scrimmage, I think they're going to be better than Kentucky. Their defense has quietly been really good. Um, they just got to figure out the offense, and Graham Mertz has got to stop turning the ball over. But um, I kind of like Florida in a close one here, and I'm and I'm I only need you know one, so I'm pretty much taking them to win outright. Um, now it is if this was a night game, I would look a little different because K. Roger Field can get kind of rowdy, but it is an eleven AM snoozer. Um sometimes the road team can come in and if they're prepared, they can hit you in the mouth early. And then the home team, the crowd gets a little little subdued, and then you gotta respond. I, for some reason I feel like Florida's defense is gonna show up and and make it tough. All right. Moving on, staying at eleven AM. This one just got a lot more interesting, Greg. 11 a.m. SEC Network, A&M, Arkansas, in Jerry World, in Texas. Connor Wegman out for the year with that leg injury. So it is now Max Johnson's offense. Um, the Aggies are 3-1. and one. They It took them a minute, but they handily beat Auburn last week. Um, 
the Bobby Petrino experiment has worked so far. They're putting up 450 yards a game, um, over 300 passing. They're still running the ball well um, with uh, Amari Daniels. But Arkansas losing back-to-back. They lost to BYU, and then they lose on the road against LSU. A&M minus six and a half here. I have a good idea of what I'm doing. What are you doing on this one? I like Arkansas. I mean, I just feel like this is a field goal game. I mean, um, you know, KJ Jefferson played great last week, and uh, if that watching that LSU Arkansas game, it was whoever had the ball last was going to win that game. So, um, with that being said, you know, I just I just think this is going to be a closer game. I'd much rather have the points. I just I think this is going to be less than a touchdown game. So, I'm, I'm going to do Arkansas. I think this one's going to be close, um, but only six and a half here. I'm going to take A&M. I think that that offense is playing really well. And look, Max Johnson's now the quarterback has the backup with Wegman out, but Max Johnson came in and played well once Wegman went down against Auburn. Now, Auburn as a whole is not great, but defensively they're pretty solid. So I was impressed with him. Um, I, I this is This is kind of a, you, you know, edge of the cliff type game for Arkansas. Are you going to jump or are you going to step back and, and figure things out? Because they still don't have Rocket Sanders, so they're struggling to run the ball, and you know that's what Sam Pittman loves to do. And I feel like K.J. Jefferson's just kind of doing everything on his own right now. Um, I do like the the true freshman tight end, Haas, Luke Haas. Um, he had a big game against LSU, but, man, what a brutal stretch for Arkansas. They basically three straight – you know, quote, rivalry games. The LSU, you know, for the boot is a rivalry game. They have this rivalry now, kind of the old, uh, um, like an old uh, Southwest Conference against A&M with this rivalry game and a neutral side at AT&T Stadium. And then, I mean, it's pretty safe to say that Ole Miss and Arkansas is a rivalry game now with how silly these games have gotten over the years and just it's always fun. But that's three straight weeks for Arkansas where they're, they're just getting punched left and right. I feel like A&M gets them here. Yeah, it should be a good game. I just, you know. Yeah, uh, who it knows? typically uh, is. It just, um, I mean, it just it, – sometimes it always comes down to a field goal, but um, who knows, man. It's uh, – the the SEC, there's really no person that is like made themselves other than Georgia that, you know, is like, all right, they're really good. <laughs> field goal game, you think A&M probably thinks that they should have kept – they should have kept Caden Davis there, right? Well, they probably were uh, <laughs> laughing whenever he missed that 30, 35 yarder uh, last week. So it is what yeah. it is. It's, just, it's a love hate thing when in this transfer portal, you know, it's just like some, some, some fans are glad they're gone, and some, you know, some fans are sad that they leave. And it's just, it's, uh, it's kind of a weird game now. You mentioned love hate. There is no love in this one. Georgia at Auburn, clean old fashioned hate. Uh, or no, excuse me. This is the South's oldest rivalry. Sorry, clean old fashioned hate is Georgia, Georgia Tech. My apologies to uh, the Auburn and Georgia folk. Um, I'll make it quick before you go. I'm laying the points here. I don't yeah. think Auburn's think very Georgia, good, yeah. and yeah, I think this Georgia is a role. game. This is a game where Kirby's gonna get get people ready to go, and they'll put it that no more playing with their food. They're gonna put it on them. Yeah, and you know, uh, who knows? We we haven't seen the best that Georgia has. So, uh, but no, I I think Georgia rolls in this, and uh, this is a, a a typical sucker game. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Georgia just rolls these guys up. 
not as big a number as I anticipated here as the undefeated Missouri Tigers travel to Nashville. 13 and a half is all Vandy is getting. I'm laying the points. I think Vandy's bad, and I think Missouri will take care of business. Yeah, I, uh, I bet against Missouri last week, and uh, I, they, they kind of struggled there for a little bit, but they got it done. But, um, yeah, I, Vandy's bad. They always will be bad. I, I don't know what would help <laughs> Vanderbilt when it comes to football. I really don't. I don't know if they can, like, tear down the stadium, put a bunch of money. I just – I don't well, – They tried just, tearing part of it down. Yeah, well, I just I, – I just don't understand, you know, uh, how bad a football team and a program can be. But uh, I'm I'm definitely going to take Missouri here. This one, I think, has the makings of being fun. But I could see it getting out of hand. And I think it could get out of hand just one way here. Tennessee hosts South Carolina. I think this one's been circled since last year when South Carolina put it on them and put up 60. And... I think South Carolina, if they could just get out of their own way offensively and just let Spencer Rattler do his thing, they would be much more efficient. Uh, for some reason, Dow Loggins just refuses to do that. Um, I don't particularly think Tennessee's that good, but I think night game in Neyland, this is kind of a rivalry game now with how they've kind of gone back and forth. They they don't They don't care for each other. Fan bases don't like each other. Um, 11 and a half is the line I'm seeing. Um, I kind of feel like this will be close for a, for a half, three quarters, and then Tennessee runs away with it. Yeah, it should be a good, good game, like you are saying, for three quarters. But uh, Tennessee offense probably too much for South Carolina. So, I don't know, man. <sighs> no, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i roll with Tennessee. The nightcap. In the SEC, 8 o'clock ESPN, Alabama travels to Starkville to take on Mississippi State. Look, I don't know if Will Rogers listened to the uh, the Talk of Champions Network last week, but we were uh, talking about how he needs to take over play calling and just sling it around the yard. He did that last week against South Carolina. They gave the Gamecocks all they could handle. Um, and... I, I I mean the guy was looked like his old self in the air raid. He was thirty for forty eight for four eighty seven and a touchdown. Um, somehow the QBR was still really bad. Um, he did have the one pick, but this one though it's fourteen and a half Alabama. They always play well for the most part in Starkville. I think they handle business. I just don't see State having that offensive game that they did last week. It was like a big emotional exertion of energy against South Carolina. They didn't win. Um, long road trip, but you get back at home at night. I think this will kind of be a similar vibe to most Bama Mississippi state games where it's kind of close early. You know, the cowbells will be loud, but I expect Alabama to just kind of lean on them and uh, quietly put them away. Yeah. I don't see them having any problem. You laying the points? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I, 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 I even think I even think the first half line is probably real long. Okay, yeah. I don't even I still don't think this Alabama team is 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 your granddad's Alabama, but I do think they're talented enough to win games like this on the road where they're just gonna out athlete some people at positions, and I do think they'll be able to get after Will Rogers because look, 
Ole Miss has offensive line issues, but so does the Mississippi State. So um, that uh, that 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 front seven for Bama is going to be active in this one. So, um, all right, that is going to do it for this edition of Red and Blue Smoke. Shout out Greg for joining us once again. I know he's a busy man as he is preparing for all of the LSU fans and the Ole Miss fans to get into town this weekend for Ole Miss LSU five o'clock ESPN. And uh, when you get into town, be sure 2008 University Avenue, go see Greg and the folks, get your steaks, get your burgers, get your chicken, get your sausage, anything and everything you can think of. He's probably got it there. Have it ready to throw on the grill before or after the game and uh, have yourself a weekend. So, Greg, if you don't have anything else, we can get out of here. Yeah, I don't, man. I'm just, like I said, uh, about to make – I think I'm think i right at 260 pounds of sausage. So, uh, I'm, about to, I'm about, to, about to start linking up some sausage and getting it ready. I made some Swayze sausage, some Blue Dream sausage uh some uh spicy uh hawaiian so yeah just uh getting ready for the weekend man um uh, just tell them don't burn the town down they can come as long <laughs> as they don't burn the town down <laughs> all right well go see greg and everybody at lbs and uh make sure to tune in to the rest of the podcast episodes this week on the talk of champions podcast network Anywhere you get your podcasts, subscribe, leave a review, all that good stuff. And also be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel at OM Spirit. And of course, OMSpirit.com, an affiliate of On3, we will have all of the prep work done for you for this weekend's big SEC West matchup. So for Greg over there, I'm Zach. This has been Red and Blue Smoke. Until next week, we out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.